Hello and welcome to Radical Embodiment. This is Emily Wishall. I am your host. I am a certified rolfer. I am an embodiment coach and I am the author of the book Radical Embodiment, a practical guide to celebrating the skin you're in. And this is my podcast. We are here in season three. We will have 12 episodes coming out every single Monday. And the way that this season will work is I'm kind of doing a back and forth, meaning the first episode is me in a solo episode, and then the next week is an interview. So basically every other week, one, you'll get me diving into a specific topic, and then the following week, I will be interviewing somebody in the embodiment, in the personal growth world. My intention, my focus with my work with this podcast is really to support in shifting the narrative that a woman's worth or her enoughness is tied into her weight or her physical appearance. And I believe the pathway to shift that, to shift the societal, cultural conditioning that most of us have been accustomed to is through the pathway of embodiment, is through the pathway of being in our body. And so my offering with this podcast is tips, suggestions, practices from guests of mine, stories from guests of mine, my own stories, personal accounts to help support you in your own radically embodied journey. If you're curious to find out more about my work, you can go to radicalembodiment.com. I offer private one-on-one coaching for women who are interested in releasing body shame, who feel insecure, ashamed in their body, who are ready to stop the body hate for good and ready to truly learn to celebrate the skin they're in. So you can go to my website or set up a call with me there to find out more. So now let's go to today's episode. I'm happy you're here. Hello and welcome to season three of Radical Embodiment, the podcast, and this is episode seven. I'm your host, Emily Wishall, and today's episode is The days that you're just tired. So when you're tired and overwhelmed is the topic, is the theme, is the title of this episode. Um, This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode and it's inspired. I'm actually coming, I'm recording on a day when I'm tired. Um, More from, you know, getting up really early, a little earlier than my alarm and um, accomplishing a lot, which felt great and just feeling tired, desiring some rest. And noticing, you know, how could I support myself in a day that I'm feeling tired and I still have clients to show up for or a class to show up for, or maybe you in your life, you know, children to show up for, a dinner to prepare, uh, a partner to be with, um, work, whatever it may be. And so that's what this episode is going to be focused on is Mm -hmm. how to support yourself when you're just tired. And I want to preface this with just naming, I'm not a fan and I'm by no means promoting just pushing through, meaning just like pushing through the tiredness and just drink more caffeine and power through. No, 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 no. Um, That's going to be incredibly taxing on your nervous system, um, specifically on your adrenals and um, repetitive pushing in that way, pushing yourself in a way that's like, not supportive, that's kind of harsh, overly caffeinated, whatever it may be, is actually going to lead to a lot more fatigue and taxing your system. 
So it's not a healthful way. And um, I'm a fan of rest. I'm a fan of, you know, some days you just have to, if you can, just pause the to-do list, pause whatever's happening. You know, maybe your children get a little extra screen time that day and you go and lay down even for 20 minutes can be amazing or longer. Um, so if that's an option, that is great, right? Sometimes we just need rest. And there are days, there are times when that rest is just not an option. So how can we support ourselves to be the best, to feel the best, even if we're tired and whatever it may be, that's possible in those moments. And that's what I'm going to be focusing on today. And my first and foremost of how to, like the umbrella on this of, you know, those days you're tired, the best possible thing you can do is come into your body. And I'm going to give a variety of options of, of how you could do that, what that might look like. But often, and for example, myself today, the track I found my mind playing was, you know, I'm tired, like looking at my calendar, like when do I get to sleep in? When am I going to get extra rest? Like, oh, I'm just tired. Okay, maybe I'm not going to do the workout tomorrow morning. Maybe I need to sleep in. I'm tired. I'm tired. Like that I am tired just kind of kept slipping in. Not all day, but just this, you know, the later afternoon, early evening. And when that happens for me, one of the things I do that I notice is I get on my phone. I get on my phone and I scroll. I kind of numb. I kind of check out. And that kind of behavior is the opposite of something that's going to support me, that's going to regenerate me, that's going to help me feel a little more alive. It's going to help me feel in my body. And so I had a moment where I noticed, I was like, huh, okay, I'm I'm repeating in my head, I'm tired. And here I am on Instagram, just kind of scrolling. I'm not really engaging. I'm not really like enjoying this. I'm just on it. And so that was a sign for me. I was like, okay, maybe I just need to pause my day. And I had the option to. And what I did is I was like, I I need to come into my body and I need to be horizontal. So I'm a huge fan of most days, if it's an option, of being horizontal in the middle of your day. What I mean by being horizontal is just simply laying down. Um, I often lay on the ground. Um, You could, of course, lay in a bed. Um, Personally, I think that that can be a bit confusing to our bodies, especially if our bed is, you know, where we sleep. And if you're not going for a full nap, um, it might be hard for you to get back out of your bed. But of course, laying in a bed or on a couch. I like the ground because it feels really supportive to me. I can let my body settle into the ground. And so today what I did and what's inspiring this share is I set a 15-minute timer. So it wasn't like a long break, right? I could have easily spent 10, 15 minutes mindlessly on my phone or distracting myself with other things that weren't essential to get done today. So I set a 15-minute timer. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I put I have you know like a little faux sheepskin. It's a fake sheepskin. Put it up against the wall. Put a yoga block down, and I laid on my back with my legs up the wall. So my legs were up the wall. I was on my back, and the yoga block was uh, lengthwise along my sacrum. So the yoga block was under my sacrum, kind of supporting my sacrum, and then I had my arms kind of between like up over my head and at a Y position. 
giving you these specific descriptors in case this is curious to you and it's something that you might want to try out so you have an idea of the exact positioning I was in. Now, my arm position was like that could be a lot if you don't have a lot of shoulder range of motion, so your arms could be at your side, but I wanted to also kind of help open up my chest, open up my shoulders as I was in this position. It's incredibly supportive, nourishing, regenerative, and I believe energizing to be, to have our legs up higher than our brain, to be in a somewhat of an inversion and legs up the wall is an inversion um, option. It is an inversion of, of one type. And then to have your sacrum, to have your hips, your butt higher than your heart and higher than your head also helps to activate um, your body to be in a little bit more of a calm state. And you may think, well, that's maybe the opposite if I'm feeling tired. But where I was coming from is I was tired, yet a little subtle level of mental agitation because I had things I wanted to do and, <laughs> and I was on my screen, right? So like my nervous system was in a heightened state, even though I was physically really tired. So it helped my nervous system settle and soften. Um, but just having your hips higher than your heart like that can be really helpful. And again, I was in that like about 15 minutes. I actually think I turned my timer off a few minutes before because I felt complete. Um, and I just focused on my breath. I focused on my breath. I let my breath come into my belly. I thought about really letting my breath come into my back. I let out some really audible exhales, like lots of sounding and toning, which can be really, really helpful to just huh, let it go. Uh, you know, I, I live alone, so it's very comfortable for me to do that. If you have others, you know, invite them along. You might feel weird or strange at first. You might even feel weird or strange doing it by yourself, but toning like that, and I'll give you an example. So brace yourself. I'm going to step back from the microphone a little bit, but like a, I'm inhaling. So that might have sounded strange or bizarre to you. You might be like, what the heck, Emily, are you doing? But I invite you to try that on. Um, so when I'm doing that kind of audible exhale, I'm really letting whatever sound wants to come out, come out. I'm letting my jaw soften. I'm letting it let go. Toning is awesome for our body. Toning is especially awesome for our body when we're feeling tired, when we're feeling taxed. It helps to move things through us without a lot of energy output. And so again, toning, what I mean is vocal toning. Um, so that's one way but of getting into your body in moments when you're tired. So it could be that legs up the wall, yoga block under your sacrum, set a timer, even five minutes. You might be surprised how helpful that can be, especially if you're finding yourself distracted, if you're just like can't stop thinking like I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, which is really not a supportive thought loop to be in, um, to help bring yourself back into the present moment. And that's why all of this is prefaced with the umbrella of utilize your body, come into your body in some way when you're having those moments. I believe our body is our anchor to the present moment. When we can inhabit our body little by little, more and more, consciously, consistently, 
courageously, it helps bring us into the present. When we are in the present, we're not so worried about all the shit we have to do, about who's waiting on us or, you know, relying on us or all of what we have already done. We're just here in the now. And when we're here in the now, there's an automatic relaxation. There's more ease. There's presence. So other ways you can support yourself to come into your body would be just the breath. So you could bring yourself into some conscious breathing, whether that be a specific breathwork practice. And there's a million different ways of of doing a breathwork practice. Um, A few of my favorites in regards to helping to just bring me into my body, help me refocus, reintegrate would be alternate nostril breathing where you inhale through one nostril, hold it at the top, exhale through the opposite nostril, hold at the bottom of the exhale, inhale through that nostril again, hold at the top, and then exhale out of the nostril you started with. And then you just repeat the cycle. So it's a circular cycle, um, but you're going between the nostrils, inhaling and exhaling. It's a great way to help turn on and light up and bring more into integration and communication, both hemispheres of the brain. Um, So alternate nostril breathing could be one. Box breathing could be another. Box breathing is simply when you find a certain number of of, of counts, meaning you're, you're breathing to a certain count. Could be four, could be five count. So you inhale to four. Hold your inhale for four. Exhale for four. Hold your exhale for four. And then um, inhale again for four and just repeat. And you could do it for three minutes, five minutes, uh, five minutes of box breathing or five minutes of alternate nostril breathing. I can almost guarantee you will be in a different state. Not like an altered like stony state, but a different state where you're in your body. You're in a more embodied aware state, a state where you will more readily be able to make empowered choices. Empower choices that support your overall well-being and the well-being of those around you. So breathing is phenomenal. Another way of coming into your body would be movement. Movement's amazing, right? And it could be really gentle movement of, I'm such a fan. I talk about this in my book, Radical Embodiment, uh, rolling on the floor. And so like rolling on the floor can be a great way to get curious of how I can stretch and move my body by relying on the support of the ground and the floor beneath you. Uh, So maybe you do that for a certain amount of time. Maybe you dance. Maybe you want to do some squats or jumping jacks. That might require a little more energy output initially. Usually once you get going, you feel good. Um, For me today, I knew that wasn't the right move because I'd been moving a lot. So I just needed to be a little more horizontal and be. You could simply lay on the ground with your knees bent and breathe, you know, maybe having your hands on your belly or one hand on your pelvis and one hand on your heart, having a little time of connecting and integrating your upper and lower halves of your body. There's so many ways um, that you can come into your body. And I'm giving the examples, especially because I really feel passionately and strongly about helping make the world of embodiment more accessible. 
less elitist and less like, oh, I'm superior, right? Because I'm more embodied than you. And I know because I've heard from countless of my clients, you know, they've been told, oh, just drop into your body, just drop into your body. And they have no way of knowing how to do that. They think. <laughs> so they think because the languaging just feels it sets them off. And what they're amazed at, and I'm always, is they, they have the way. It's just what is your easiest entry or doorway, your easiest access point at any given moment to coming into your body? So when we have a myriad of options and tools under our belt, that can help us then in these times when we're just tired, reach for the tool that has less barrier of entry, meaning it's easier for us to access and do. We have less resistance to it. Because if there's a big barrier, meaning we're resistant to doing it, it feels hard, or it's like 30 minutes, it's this really long thing, I'm tired, we're likely not going to do it. Right? So breathe. Do some movement, lay on the ground. You could stretch. You could go on YouTube and look up like a five-minute yoga stretch. And you could even be specific. Like I want a five minutes of hip stretching or five minutes of chest opening yoga. You could get on wherever you listen to music, Spotify, again, YouTube, and look up like a five-minute body-centered meditation, right? There's an abundance of free information and tools out there. And because there is an abundance, we can feel overwhelmed or not know where to start, which is why I'm giving all these specific examples of ways to let it be easy. Let it be easy. Let yourself nourish yourself and coming back into yourself. The example I gave of myself where I had my legs up the wall, they were straight with the yoga block underneath me. It's a practice I give a lot to my clients, except I often have them have their legs bent, meaning have them over a chair, a couch, or a bed instead of straight up the wall. Also, the yoga block can be a little intense for folks sometimes, like the amount of feedback it gives your body. Um, so if that's the case, you know, you or you don't have a yoga block, you can use a pillow you could use multiple pillows. You could fold up a blanket or a towel and put that under your low back. It's just nice to have a little support there and to raise the hips a little bit. So if the next time you're having a moment where you're just like, I'm tired, I'm tired, and you're feeling like you're trying to keep doing your to-dos or you're trying to take care of your children or Whatever it has you from not being able to rest, I encourage you to challenge yourself to take a minimum of a five-minute break, a five-minute reset. If you have kids, they can do this with you or they can have five minutes of screen time or five minutes of reading or you choose. Of course, I understand it's different if you have a baby, but set a five-minute timer Put your phone on do not disturb, breathe, listen to a meditation, listen to your favorite song that always just like inspires you or feels good to you to listen and just listen. There's such a rich satisfaction in just closing our eyes and listening to music. It's like, I think too what this helps do is it helps to slow us down 
and brings us more into our sensory experience, focusing on one or two or a few of the different um, senses. All of that, you know, pick one sense. It could even be taste, right? Maybe you spend five minutes eating a strawberry or however many strawberries, whatever food you want to eat, right? But really focusing on eating that thing and tasting it. Our senses are an incredible access point and entryway into our body, into a more embodied aware place. Maybe you spend five minutes rubbing lotion on your body or oil, or maybe just five minutes, you know, bringing your hands, rubbing them on top of your your clothes, which is so amazing because then you're getting tangible feedback all over your body, which can just help light things up a little bit from a place of softness, not from a place of armoring up. So again, next time you're tired, you'll do your timer and you'll think of what, what would feel good and easy to me right now. And if you have longer, spend a little longer. Like I spent 15 minutes and I tell you what, I feel phenomenally better. Yes, I will sleep, I hope, well tonight, right? And I'll be ready for bed when that time comes. And I feel regenerized um, and more clear and not distracted like I was where I was just kind of on my phone and kind of checking out. So I hope this was supportive hopefully maybe inspiring, maybe things that you have already tried on at different parts of your life, but hopefully maybe reminder to come back to the, some of these simple practices. Simplicity is essential. I sometimes think the simpler, the better. The more complex something is or the longer it takes us to do, just it creates more resistance to doing it. It makes it a little harder, more challenging. Thank you for listening, for tuning in. I hope you take good rest. Enjoy your little time of returning to yourself. And I would encourage you to, if it's not already practiced, try some of these out more on a daily basis, right? Can you carve out five minutes every single day at a different time of day if you need to, where you do one of these practices that helps you come back into your body? And it's the more and more we do that, that we increase our capacity to be with what is, to be with ourselves in a way that's deeply, deeply healing. All right. Take care. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast to Radical Embodiment. That will keep you up to date and in the loop for when new episodes drop. And also please, you know, download. If you listen on Apple, please leave a review of the podcast. That is what helps people find this podcast as well as get guests who you might be more familiar with. So please do the like, subscribe, all of that, and share with your friends and family. The way that Radical Embodiment is growing right now is really, truly from woman to woman sharing with each other. And so if you have a friend, loved one who would resonate and enjoy the message, then please share with them. And if you are someone, if you are a woman who is currently struggling with your relationship with your body, meaning you are constantly preoccupied with thoughts of your physical appearance, with thoughts around your weight, obsessing over food, and you're ready to 
stop that cycle, that you don't have to live your life in the whole cycle, that your worth, your enoughness is tied into your weight, then I invite you to take me up on this free offering I have, which is to book a free, it's a complimentary embracing radical embodiment call. This is a one-on-one call with me and in the call we'll get clear and give you at least one specific takeaway that will support you into being able to experience and embrace more acceptance, more love for your body. So to book this Embracing Radical Embodiment call, you can go to the show notes and you'll see a link at the bottom. You can also visit my website at radicalembodiment.com. And at the bottom of the homepage, you'll see where it says work with Emily one-on-one. If you click that, that'll take you directly to the link um, to my calendar. And if you have any trouble finding that link, you can just reach out to me on there. So I hope you take me up on this free Embracing Radical Embodiment call if you are really ready to just shift the story of being dissatisfied with your body and really decide and choose the path of radical embodiment, the path of being in your body, of living in your body. Of course, if we decide it's a mutual fit on that call, I will let you know what it's like to work with me one-on-one privately longer term, but it's important for me you know, to say now there's zero pressure in that call. That's not the way I operate. Also, if it doesn't feel like a fit, I won't invite you to work with me. So, and you will walk away from that call if that's all you do with some clarity that will hopefully propel you in some action that's coming from an empowered place, a place that's going to bring you into some more body love. So book your Embracing Radical Embodiment call. And again, thanks for tuning into the episode and I will see you. I guess you'll hear me on the next episode. Take care.